Well, hello, everyone. Uh, welcome back to another episode of On the Shoulders of Giants. Uh, sorry for the little mini break that we had. Uh, we've been a little bit busy, um, but we're glad to be back uh, with a new episode. And today we're going to continue our series titled Expository Hymns. Uh, last time, you may remember, uh, we looked at the hymn Before the Throne of God Above, uh, which, and I hope that you saw this as well, is just chock full of rich theological doctrine. Uh, if you haven't listened to that episode, I would encourage you to go back and listen to it. It was an encouragement to me as I, as I got to study that, and, and I, I would love to, to share all that with you as well. Um, but today, we're going to be looking at another hymn that deals more with the trials and tribulations that a Christian bears. Uh, this song is called, Afflicted Saint to Christ Draw Near. Sovereign Grace has a version of the song available wherever you listen to music, uh, and I highly suggest listening to it. So the hymn was written by a man named John Fawcett in 1782 while he was the pastor of a small Baptist church in Yorkshire, England. Fawcett had a job opportunity to be the pastor of a larger Baptist church in London, um, but he, he turned it down so that he would be able to help his people set their affection on the Lord. In fact, in his book, Singers and Songs of the Church, Josiah Miller writes, quote, The farewell sermon was preached, the wagons were loaded, when love and tears prevailed, and Dr. Fawcett sacrificed the attraction of a London pulpit to the affection of his poor but devoted flock, end quote. So in other words, John Fawcett was ready to go. Everything was packed. He had said his goodbyes, but he changed his mind and decided to stay and shepherd the people of this small Baptist church. Fawcett understood that whether in pain or sorrow or suffering, it was Christ who gives strength. Not being the famous preacher in London, and this would be the path that he would take, and that would be the inspiration to write this hymn. It's a hymn that should bring comfort and hope to the believer in the midst of suffering, affliction, and turmoil. When your whole world is turned upside down and you can't tell right from left and up, up from down, find comfort, not in the world, but in Christ. So I want to read for you the lyrics to this hymn. The lyrics read this, Afflicted saint, to Christ draw near, your Savior's gracious promise here. His faithful word, you can believe, that as your days, your strength shall be. Your faith is weak, your foes are strong, and if the conflict should be long, the Lord will make the tempter flee, that as your days, your strength shall be. Should persecution rage and flame, still trust in your Redeemer's name. In fiery trials you shall see, that as your days your strength shall be. When called to bear your weighty cross, or sore affliction, pain, or loss, or deep distress or poverty, still as your days your strength shall be. So sing with joy, afflicted one, the battle's fierce, but the victory's won. God shall supply all that you need. Yes, as your days, your strength shall be. So in the first stanza, the subject of the song is introduced here. It's the afflicted saint. This is, this is an exhortation to the Christian who is suffering, uh, to the believer who is, who is weighed down with trouble, who is weary and who is tiresome and burdened by the things of life. He says, go to Christ. 
I, I love the language of Hebrews 4.16, where the writer of Hebrews says, Let us then with confidence draw near to the throne of grace, that we may receive mercy and find grace to help in time of need. What encouragement from Hebrews 4. Let us go to God so that we can find grace and mercy to aid us in our time of need. And this language at the end of that first line, draw near, is taken from James 4.8, where James writes, draw near to God and he will draw near to you. And this is the message that we see from the first couple lines of the song. Uh, when troubles or difficulties come, and when your joy is taken away from you, that is when we ought to run to Christ. That is when we must turn to Christ as our hope and our strength. The next line reads, Your Savior's gracious promise here. Uh, the hymn writer points back to the promises of our Savior, Jesus Christ. Uh, what exactly are the promises of Christ? Well, there are a lot. Um, but one that, that I thought of at first, and one that we might look at in a little bit, uh, is, is Matthew eleven twenty eight 28 and 29, where Jesus says, Come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden. And here's the promise. And I will give you rest. He says, take my yoke upon you and learn from me. For I am gentle and lowly in heart. And you will find rest for your souls. Jesus implores his people to come to him and he will provide rest. This language of, of rest in the Old Testament refers to how people would conquer their enemies and bring quote unquote rest to the land, meaning that there would be no more fighting. And so what Christ says here is that, is that when, when we go to him and when we seek him, he will give us rest. He will give us peace. Paul tells us this in Philippians 4, 7. He says, the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Even in the Old Testament, God promises to be with us. Deuteronomy 31, 8 it is the Lord who goes before you. He will be with you. He will not leave you or forsake you. Do not fear or be dismayed. Isaiah 41.10, fear not for I am with you. Be not dismayed for I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you by my righteous right hand. Isaiah 43.2, when you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And through the rivers, they shall not overwhelm you. And when you walk through fire, you shall not be burned, and the flame shall not consume you. Draw near to Christ and remember the promises of God. He is with us. So, so let us go to him and find rest for our souls. The next line says, His faithful word you can believe. God is faithful, and he will keep his promises. In 1 Kings eight fifty six. We read this, not one word has failed of all God's good promise, which he spoke by Moses, his servant. Or Joshua 23, 14. And now I'm, he says, and now I'm about to go the way of all the earth. And you know, in your hearts and souls, all of you, that not one word has failed of all the good things that the Lord, your God promised concerning you. All have come to pass for you. Not one of them has failed. Paul in 2 Timothy 2.13 writes, If we are faithless, he remains faithful, for he cannot deny himself. Hebrews 10.23, Let us hold fast to the confession of our hope without wavering, for he who promised is faithful. God cannot lie. He cannot 
not be faithful. His, his character and his very nature, who he is, is to be faithful. Even if we lack faith, as the, as the disciples did in Matthew 28, 16, God is still faithful. Or 2 Thessalonians 3, 3, where Paul says, But the Lord is faithful. He will establish you and guard you against the evil one. Because God is faithful, we can trust his word. We can believe what God says because he cannot lie. Numbers 23, 19, God is not a man that he should lie or a son of man that he should change his mind. Has he said and will he not do it? Or has he spoken and will he not fulfill it? The hymn writer, though, focuses on on just one aspect of the many promises of Christ. And this promise actually comes from the Old Testament, from Deuteronomy chapter 33, verse 25. And the end of the verse says, As your days, your strength shall be. And this is the the next line of the song. Uh, The first stanza, uh, and every stanza to follow, concludes in this way. As your days, your strength shall be. Well, what exactly does this mean? I love the way Charles Spurgeon puts it in a sermon he gave on the verse in August of 1858. Spurgeon says, quote, You may live till you are never so old, but this promise will outlive you. When you come into the depths of the Jordan River, as thy days, so shall thy strength be. You shall have confidence to face the last grim tyrant and grace to smile even in the jaws of the grave. And when you shall rise again in the terrible morning of the resurrection, as thy days, so shall thy strength be. Though the earth be reeling with dismay, you shall know no fear. Though the heavens are tottering with confusion, you shall know no trouble. As thy days, so shall thy strength be. And when you shall shall see God face to face, though your weakness were enough to make you die, you shall have strength to bear the beatific vision. You shall see him face to face, and you shall live, and you shall lie in the bosom of your God, immortalized and made full of strength, and you shall be able to bear the brightness of the Most High. What an encouraging quote. God provides for us the strength to endure everything we ought to endure. God provides the strength for us. And this is exactly what Paul means when he says that he can do all things through Christ who strengthens him. Now, the second stanza begins with, uh, your faith is weak and your foes are strong. Once again, this, this stanza is also written to the afflicted saint, to the, to the cross-bearing Christian, the burdened believer, the straining saint. Uh, the writer says that the saint's faith and our faith too, since we are our saints, is weak. You, you remember, and maybe hopefully you recall to mind, the, the story of the father of the child in Mark 9, who says, I believe, but help my unbelief. Or when Peter is walking on water in Matthew 14, 31, and begins to sink, and Jesus grabs his hand and says, oh, you of little faith, why did you doubt? So often we are weak in our faith, and this can be very burdensome to us. This line simply reminds us that our faith in Christ is weak and frail. But not only are we weak, those who, against, who, are, who are against us are strong. Remember what, what Peter says in 1 Peter 5.8. He says, be sober-minded, be watchful. Why? Your adversary, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion 
seeking someone to devour. The devil is, is portrayed as a lion, as a powerful and strong creature. And the afflicted saint is reminded that they have weak faith and strong foes. The writer continues and says, And if the conflict should be long, the Lord will make the tempter flee. In light of our weak faith and strong enemies, if our battle against sin is long, if our war against the enemy is long, uh, it, this conflict that we endure day by day, the Lord will make the tempter flee. Notice that it isn't our strength. It isn't our ability. It's the Lord's. God is the one who can make the tempter flee. God is the one who will aid us in our time of conflict. We have already established the fact that we have a weak faith and our foes are stronger than we are. Yet God is the almighty one who is sovereign over all things. Remember in, in Psalm 2, when the psalmist said, uh, is speaking uh, about how the nations are raging, they've, they've set themselves against God and his people and they're planning ways to overthrow God. What does the psalmist say that the Lord does? Psalm 2.4, he who sits in the heavens laughs. The Lord scoffs at them. God is so much more powerful than they are. In the beginning, God spoke and it existed. Psalm 147.5, great is our Lord and abundant in power. His understanding is beyond measure. Genesis 18.14, is anything too hard for the Lord? One of my favorite instances of God's power displayed is in the book of Job. Job has been crying out to God for several chapters and is like, why are these things happening to me, Lord? Why am I going through trials? I've done nothing wrong. He's at a point where he's like, God, I can run my life better than you can. Job in chapter 31 essentially calls curses upon himself. And after multiple chapters of this from Job, uh, we get the Lord's response in chapters 38 and 39. God says to Job, all right, Job, you've been questioning me enough now. Let me question you. I love what God says to Job in, in chapter 38, verse four. Where were you when I laid the foundation of the earth? Verse 12, have you ever in your life commanded the morning? Verse 19, where is the dwelling place of light? Verse 31, can you bind the chains of the Pleiades or loose the cords of Orion? Chapter 39, verse 1, do you know when a mountain goat gives birth? Ch uh, verses 19 and 20, uh, do you know how to make a horse? On and on this goes for two chapters. And at the end of it, Job says in chapter 40, verse 4, Behold, I am insignificant. What can I reply to you? I lay my hand on my mouth. In other words, Job says, all right, I'll shut up. I'll be quiet. Yeah, I don't know what I'm talking about. The point I want to show you is this. Look at the power God has in this short conversation with Job. That can lead us to say, if God can do that, he can make the tempter flee. The stanza again concludes with, as your days, your strength shall be. The familiar lines from, from Deuteronomy thirty three twenty five: the Lord will provide us with the strength to endure the conflict from our foes. He will strengthen us. The third verse starts with, should persecution rage or flame? In other words, through suffering, persecution, hardship, trials, tribulations, whatever it may be, these things that the Lord has said that we as Christians will endure, 2 Timothy 3.12, indeed, all who desire to live a godly life in Christ Jesus will be persecuted. 
James 1, 2, count it all joy, my brothers, when you meet trials of various, various kinds. Psalm 34, 19, many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers him out of them all. So should these things come, we still must trust in the name of our Redeemer. And, and that's the next line. He says, should persecution rage and flame, still trust in your Redeemer's name. In fiery trials, you shall see that as your days, your strength shall be. When trials come, we must trust in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, the name that is above every name, as, as Paul says in Philippians 2.9. When we face suffering, affliction, and persecution, we must remember to, as, as Proverbs 3.5 says, to trust in the Lord with all of our heart and do not lean on our own understanding. Psalm 118 verse 8 says, It is better to take refuge in the Lord than to trust in man. We must trust in God, not in the world and not in ourselves, in the midst of, of, of fiery trials. And when I hear the phrase fiery trials, I'm reminded of Daniel chapter 3, with the story of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, uh, where, where they're thrown into the furnace and, and they did not burn because the Lord protected them. Even so, the Lord will protect us through the fiery trials as your days, your strength shall be. Again, this is such an encouragement to the Christian. God is our provider, the giver of all good gifts, including life itself. The final stanza reads this. When called to bear your weighty cross or sore affliction, pain or loss, or deep distress or poverty, still as your days, your strength shall be. When we are called to carry our burdens, when trials come, when the worst of the worst comes, when we are sore, when we are afflicted in pain, when we suffer loss, when we are in distress, or when we are poverty stricken and poor, even in the midst of, of every sort of tragedy that you could possibly fathom, still as your days, your strength shall be. The very last part of the song that I want to mention provides more hope for the Christian. The words aren't original to the 1782 hymn, but were added by Pastor Mark Dever's wife, Connie. And she added a frame that, that I love, and the lyrics read this. So sing with joy, afflicted one. The battle's fierce, but the victory's won. God shall supply all that you need. Yes, as your days, your strength shall be. So in the midst of toil, the hardship, the pain, the suffering, Christian, may we rejoice and sing with joy. Though the battle that we fight is fierce and it's tough and it seems to never end, the victory is won. God shall give us everything we need, but more than that, he will give us the strength to endure and persevere through our days. Christ triumphed over sin and over death, and he reigns over all things. The victory is won. Christian, keep fighting on. Keep persevering to the end. God will sustain us. We're, we're almost home. Just a few more puffs of breath until we are with Christ himself. May we be like Paul. In 2 Corinthians 1, 8 and 9, where he writes, For we do not want you to be unaware, brothers, 
of the affliction we experienced in Asia. For we were so utterly burdened beyond our strength that we despaired of life itself. Indeed, we felt that we had received the sentence of death, but that was to make us rely not on ourselves, but on God who raises the dead. And as we close, I want to read the lyrics of the song again to you. Lyrics read this. Afflicted saint to Christ draw near, your Savior's gracious promise hear. His faithful word you can believe, that as your days your strength shall be. Your faith is weak, your foes are strong, and if the conflict should be long, the Lord will make the tempter flee, that as your days your strength shall be. Should persecution rage and flame, still trust in your Redeemer's name. In fiery trials you shall see that as your days your strength shall be. When called to bear your weighty cross, or sore affliction, pain, or loss, or deep distress, or poverty, still as your days your strength shall be. So sing with joy, afflicted one, the battle's fierce, but the victory's won. God shall supply all that you need, yes, as your days your strength shall be. So press on, Christian. Christ is with you always till the end of the age. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, if there's any way that myself or Pierce or Gil can, can pray for you, we would love to do so. Um, feel free to reach out to us on Instagram or text or whatever you'd like. Uh, we'll see you next time.